The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les Aria. And I'm David Hanscom. Well, today we're wrapping up the holiday tips and we're discussing being in the present moment, boundaries and pacing. So I'd like to review the seven tips we've already covered. Um, So we talked about values. How do you want, what's your value system? How do you want to be during the holidays? We discuss a morning routine and we'll emphasize multiple times today. Again, all these are learned skills. You can't just have them happen. You have to actually learn the skill. Being realistic um, is critical. Communication we discussed yesterday. But the last we were talking about today is being present in conversations, clear boundaries, and pacing yourself in thoughts, gifts, and actions. So the purpose of this is to create awareness of what truly brings you joy and be able to experience it. The holidays can enhance or destroy your need to be connected to other people. So I have a quote from a very famous psychologist, Dr. Les Aria. <laughs> the quote today... <laughs> I'm glad, honestly, I think self is, I think self-confidence is good. So I, I do like this quote. You really are quite good. So the quote is, we cannot control everything that happens to us, yet we can change how we relate to what happens to us. And that is the essence of life. Let me read it again. We cannot control everything that happens to us, yet we can change how we relate to what happens to us. Dr. Les Aria. So the objective today is, again, please understand, this is not just intellectually listen to us and go, yeah, 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 yeah. We want you really to listen and understand these tools work. They are learned skills, just like learning any skill. You can't learn how to play professional golf by reading a book. You have to practice. So this is a skill set that is doable and usable. So being able to use these skills or tools is a way of moving towards a person you wish to be or have the life you want, because not doing so leads us to great suffering and continued disappointments during the holiday season. So one critical step is to be aware of the intentions in the marketing world and pullback. The marketing world wants you to have sort of idealistic view of the world. It is unrealistic. You can't get there. And so potentially meaningful interactions get sort of sabotaged by the fact they're not really meeting your personal internal standards. 
So this will better allow you to engage the most fulfilling aspect of life, which is fulfilling relationships. So Dr. Ario, we're discussing three things. One is why being in the present moment is the key to being peaceful. Mm -hmm. Second one is boundaries. And the third one is pacing. So we've already decided this morning with a rather lively discussion pre-podcast that <clears throat> I'm the bad guy, less is the good guy. I have all sorts of thoughts today. Less <laughs> keeps raining me back in. There's lots of reasons why I'm a little bit on fire today. But um, let's start with the most neutral one about being in the present moment, because the boundaries for me is a big deal. I never, I was raised without boundaries. I don't know boundaries. How do you set boundaries that you don't know even know exist? In chronic pain, your boundaries are being invaded by pain, for goodness sakes. So boundaries is a tough word for people in chronic pain, particularly raised in an environment where your boundaries were never even established. So let's just put that one aside for a second and actually get to the more peaceful one. <laughs> you mean the present right, moment? So the first thing we're discussing is why being in the present moment is the key to being peaceful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks, Dan. I, I think it's great reminders for all of us on, on during the holiday season, you know, we all want to be peaceful. The problem is how, and one of the key players or game changers in trying to be peaceful is being in the present moment. Now, most people may not know this, and David, we've discussed this uh, various times, that there was a, a great study done at Harvard, and this researcher found out that, that about 47% of the time or half the time we're actually mind wandering. And what is mind wandering? We're basically traveling between the past, we're traveling to the future, and we are in judgment of ourselves and others. It's almost like three train stops. Like the train stops at three depots, the pastville, futureville, and judgmentville. And we're constantly oscillating between these various states uh, of different time zones. And we found out that when someone mind wanders and they're not in the present moment, they're most susceptible to personalizing things. So for example, you're sitting at the dinner table or you're cooking or you're getting the place cleaned up or you're in traffic or shopping, you know, and someone bumps into you or someone says the wrong thing or the weather is too cold or hot or something was missed on the grocery list. When you become activated like that, you've been mind wandering and you just tripped over yourself. And so it's really key for everyone to realize that one of the reasons why we easily personalize is because of mind wandering. So when your mind wanders, you're actually not in the present moment. So therefore it's easier first to personalize. And by the way, to get a little technical, David, um, I'm not sure if anyone else is gonna geek out like me, but it's the PCC in the brain and what is the PCC, the posterior cingulate cortex. And so that part of the brain, which is in the, in the front part of the brain, and um, it's like an arch and right in the back of it, when we actually are mind wandering, so our mind is like not focused, the frontal lobe's not focused. It's kind of like driving on a highway with three lanes back and forth, you know, as if you're drunk. And when that happens and someone, maybe we hit a bump on the road, may that be a, someone's comment. And what will happen is this is it activates a part of the brain called the PCC, which is very intimately connected with the amygdala and hippocampus. And the amygdala is where our seat of emotions are and the hippocampus are where our memory banks are. And so these parts, I'm just being reductionistic here, these parts activate us 
And in the brain, that's how it unfolds. But on the outside, we see angry faces and people not being peaceful. David? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I'm going to segue here just for a second, is that you talked about, well, how do you not mind water? Well, we developed a tool in surgery called active meditation, where when you're connected to a sensation right in front of you, like where I hold this pen, feel my breath, whatever it is, by definition, you're connected to the present moment. You know, sound, touch, feel, whatever it is, for a second, you feel where you're at. So it's about three to five seconds. You do it during the day as much as you can. But what happened during surgery, we recognize, okay, we're mind wandering. So I spent hours going focus, 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 but I was focused on focusing. I wasn't connected to the move. So what happened, I would recognize I was mind wandering, take deep breath, let it out, drop my shoulders, and I would go to feel. I would just feel every move. Mm -hmm. I had visual, sculpting, beauty, all these things were happening. What happened, it became so engaged in the moment instead of having thousands of racing thoughts, I had like maybe five in a 10 hour case. I was so connected to the feel of the move that it just crowded everything else out. It was amazing. That's, I think just the way you described it was beautiful, David. Um, That's why I use the breath. Because when I can feel my breath, I can actually be in the present moment. And many of my patients tell me, and I did this myself too, is, that yeah, yeah, I can feel the breath, but the thoughts are not going away. The the anger is not going away. The anxiety is not going away. You're like, yes, yes, yes. That's not the purpose of the breath. The purpose of the breath is to anchor you, just like you said, to have a sensation we can actually focus on. And I get my patients and myself to do this is I when I breathe in, I feel the cool air. And have we actually noticed the warm air when you breathe out? So focusing on a physical sensation or the undulation of your breath, the rise and fall of your breath, that is really cool to bring yourself back into the present moment. What about for me when I breathe out is hot air? <laughs> well, David, you know, we have issues and we're going to refocus on this topic here on being present. <laughs> All right, just checking. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to summarize this little section up. I understand that all of us intellectually know we should be in the present moment. We all know we can't control the past. We can't control the future. And Les brought up a really nice metaphor is that most circumstances you can't control, you can't control your thoughts, but again, using tools, you pull yourself into the center of the storm. I call it the eye of the storm. And so what happens, you, paradoxically, as you pull into the center, which is quiet, you then have the energy to deal with what you can't control. So again, we know being in the present moment is critical and find your own skill set or whatever you need to do to get into the present moment. So let's say I'd like to go to the last one next, just so we can spend a little bit more time in the boundary part of it, because I think that's really critical to the holidays. Sure. But pacing was the other thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. And you have a metaphor of eight spoons. What's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyone who's done any sort of chronic pain work may have heard of this, and it's a common metaphor that's used. When you wake up in the morning, imagine, and you have PJs, David, I can imagine your little... Uh, baby blue PJs buttoned all the way to the top, matching bottoms. <laughs> right. So, right. The me audience my, is probably getting my, my surgical scrubs is what they are. So, oh, anyway, is that ahead. what it is? All yeah. right, David, we'll call it surgical scrubs, even though I call it PJs. So, <laughs> so in your pocket, you've got eight spoons. Imagine you wake up and imagine when you get drunk and your thoughts are fired up, you just lost a spoon. Or imagine that you are basically hurrying, hurrying, hurrying as opposed to pacing yourself, slowing down, doing a little and resting a little. And so if you're not doing that, you tend to lose spoons. 
And so the spoons represent sort of your energy, sort of represents your sense of peace, being in the present. So we often give our spoons away to circumstances around us and sometimes within us. So this goes back to the present moment. When you're in the present moment, you tend to keep your spoons, so to speak, your energy, your peace, your joy, your love. And so sometimes when we're feeling good, we tend to overdo. And then sometimes when we are feeling miserable, we really punish ourselves. We shame ourselves. We guilt ourselves. That's called like a boom and bust. That's kind of related to the eight spoons. Boom and bust is basically when you feel good. Most people with chronic pain says, I don't know when I'll not feel good. So I better just get everything done in six hours today, nonstop. And that creates flare ups. Well, a couple of comments on that. We do know from research very clearly that, for instance, um, pain gets worse under stress. You have obsessive thought patterns that get fired up under stress. And I'll use the word um, under-resourced. In other mm -hmm. words, everything about your life that's uncomfortable and unpleasant gets worse when you are under too much stress. They call it allostatic load is the research term. Yep. So we get overwhelmed with all the things coming at us. <clears throat> and guess what? We don't cope as well because our coping mechanisms are being overwhelmed and they start to break. So pacing is really critical because you, you can use all these other tools and get better at coping with things, but you can still overload the plate. You can still overfill your, your capacity to actually cope. So pacing is a really big one. And um, <clears throat> so you had a comment about during, so, so I'll just tell myself personally, I have all these huge projects. I get overwhelmed with thinking about my to-do list. All of a sudden, our program to do, to do, to do, to do. Right. Somehow, I always thought if I got my to do list done, that I would be a happier person. There's no end to the to do list anymore. Right. right. So I just had to contain my day. I had to fig figure out what can I do today to get what I need to get done. Right. I don't try to do everything every day anymore. It's a prioritize, big, big prioritize, plan, and pace the three P's of, of managing a pain to the point where it's not overwhelming you prioritize, you know, plan, and then pace, pace, three P's. Right. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
So the last one is about boundaries. <clears throat> this is where Dr. Ari and I get a little bit of a discussion here is that, um, that I was raised in a, in a background and unfortunately, you know, the instance of abuse in this country is really high. There's a thing called ACE scores, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And um, that means what was your childhood like? And the way humans develop the best is that we are all, the human brain forms by interacting with other humans. So if your brain is getting feedback from your mother and father about safe, nurturing, comfort, then that's where your brain develops. Play is a big one. True play with your parents, your friends, your colleagues, all that really helps your brain develop in a very rich, full way. But what about if you're raised like me? I'm going to sound like a victim because I was a victim, by the way. Sorry, Dr. Arya. <laughs> you cannot take my victimhood away from me. I was a victim. <laughs> I don't have to stay that way. But nonetheless, that's the way I started. Mm -hmm. When you're raised in a chaotic environment, the A scores are things like um, neglect, emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, parent in prison, parent on drugs, divorce. All these things take away from your sense of safety as a child. Right. So then you don't really know what boundaries are because you don't need to know what your base is. So when we talk about boundary setting is that wasn't like my boundaries were invaded when I was a kid. They just weren't there. I mean, I was just always in survival mode all the time. And the final thing I'll say about the childhood experiences as far as boundaries, if you just picture a, if your nervous system is calm, you can take more stress before your body goes into fight or flight. If your nervous system is hyperactive and hypervigilant, it takes less stress to set off your fight or flight response. So the metaphor I like to use, I'm sort of a cat person, as you know, sorry, Dr. Aria, <laughs> is that you picture a feral cat raised in the wild who's hyper alert all the time. You can hardly get close to it compared to my totally spoiled domestic cat who, you know, she's alert when she needs to be, but she relaxes most of the time. So it's like being raised in an environment where you're in hyper alert all the time. And that doesn't change when you get older. So even, th even though things are safe when you're an adult, they don't seem safe. Because when you were a kid, guess what? They weren't safe. So when it comes to setting boundaries, that's maybe been one of my biggest challenges as an adult is I always want to please. I always want to survive. I don't like conflict. So I don't know the word boundaries to me is a tough word. So this is where I'm going to let you... So change my life, Dr. Arya, this morning. Right now, I need to be fixed. <laughs> I don't know about that, David. I'll take a few more therapy sessions, but back on topic here. <laughs> so, um, and David, I just want to, I want to add something. It's not that um, you didn't have boundaries. I want to be clear to everyone listening here. So when boundaries are not there, they're also violated. So it's not one or the other. So I just want to be clear. So yes, many people with high A scores, adversive, uh, adverse childhood experiences, when they go through that, in, in psychology, we call that developmental trauma. So as you're developing, your boundaries uh, may not be there, and um, there are no clear directions, or there may be excessive demands. But I want to be clear that your boundaries were not there, and they were violated, because we're told not to feel things. We're told to knock it off. We're told, here's what you should do and must do. And so I just want to emphasize that not having boundaries and also boundary violations are two very important things that tend to perpetuate this into adulthood. Now you brought up another topic and I wanted to highlight this. This is a, um, and this is very common as David has talked about his um, traumatic childhood and uh, he took that, that 
emotions, those those issues or the adversive experiences and just propel themselves into, you know, being an excellent surgeon and then now on top a world expert in chronic pain. And in all of that, David mentioned something about pleasing. Now in trauma, in the trauma world, we call this please and appease personality. So always saying uh, yes when you really mean no. And this is another point I wanted to make in addition to what David has said, that we have to be clear during the holidays, one of the important topics of emphasis I want to have with folks here is to be clear. When you say yes, mean what you mean. And when you say no, mean what you mean. There's a saying in Al-Anon, say what you mean and mean what you say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And the other thing, David, I wanted to highlight this with everything you've said <clears throat> is to make sure you bring your adult self into the holiday. What that means is basically when you're sitting at the dinner table or you have someone else, we sometimes get into that please and appease mode and we become that wounded child, that part of us that's scared, that we don't want to disappoint someone. That's when you're in a time warp. And it's really important for you, it goes back to the first point we made in this podcast, is be in the present moment. Because in the present moment, you are with your true self. And this is who you are in that moment, as opposed to your old programming scripts. So bring yourself to your holiday parties, into your interactions, because it'll, it's easily triggered to bring us back to the past. Well, I just want to emphasize also why I'm talking about A scores today is because with an unpleasant childhood or difficult childhood, there's a much higher incidence of chronic pain. Mm -hmm. So it's a critical deal. But in the holidays, it gets emphasized because you have this holiday spirit and cheer. So it's a stark reminder which you didn't have. Yeah. And so it's really tricky that way. And then, of course, you may have had a great childhood. All of a sudden, you're in chronic pain. And guess what? It's not the same. So that contrast is also a problem. So, yeah, the boundary setting is really important, really to, to be really, really succinct and clear. Now, I, I want to finish this off with one little comment that I'm going through a little bit of a phase being challenged by one of my mentors is actually what brings you joy? Or is what brings you joy? How do you bring joy into your life as opposed to just fixing problems? The reason why I say that because, okay, so somebody is invading your boundaries <clears throat> that doesn't bring you joy. Just be clear, okay, this is not bringing me joy. But also be clear with yourself what does bring you joy. Then maybe help that person experience the same experience you are. So it's not a matter of always just setting boundaries. Is at the same time finding solutions. Okay, I want to pursue this that brings me joy. When that sensation is violated, that to me is one of the signs of boundary setting. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And, and again, um, just for the audience and us, David, is the boundaries are basically saying is what you're okay with and what you're not. Right. And as you said, I, I want to go back to that point again, which is again very valid points you've made. Is that um, you know when when I think you, you said earlier on, you said, hey, you know what, I was not taught boundaries and. And so this is why we're talking about it, David, and, and the audience is boundaries are like a language. You've got to learn the accent and the grammar to it. And so when you learn to set healthier boundaries, and the simplest way of thinking of boundaries, again, is what are you okay with and what you're not okay with? And to bring your adult self, say what you mean and mean what you say. 
those are the simplest ways to look at boundaries, though. We definitely, David, uh, we definitely need to talk about this topic on boundaries right. in a greater sense with chronic pain and other things in our lives. Absolutely. Right. But I do want to make a suggestion. It's a very concrete boundaries to set during the holidays, particularly. Mm-hmm. And we do this at our roundtables. <clears throat> we do this in our house, by the way, is that when people come in our house as guests, <clears throat> there's a lot of controversial topics. So we honestly say, look, we're not, we're not going to talk about religion politics, COVID, or any strong belief system that you have doesn't really work. It's belief system versus belief system. You don't know who that person is. Mm-hmm. So people know when they actually come to our house that those topics are off the table, end of story. Beautiful. And people want to start to, and they know it ahead of time. Yeah. And so it's actually changed our life last two years to say, look, these are off the table. And I mean, last week you come over to our house, we actually do you sent me a postcard, David. You sent me a postcard. David sends me a postcard and says we cannot talk about these topics. Now. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Now, when I come over to your place, David, I think we naturally have such mutual respect for each other and our families, and we basically have. That's off the topic because you know, regardless whether we agree or disagree with each other, is because we respect each other, and that's boundaries, having respect for yourself and also for the other person. Right. Well, but what's sort of bad about these these different topics is that people actually break up families because of them. You know, they get heated discussions, they get pissed off, they get angry. And so they actually break up families, which is the opposite of what you want to do during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So to summarize um, today, we talked about three things. <clears throat> One of them is, is by being in the present moment is the key to being peaceful. And Dr. Aria, what are our tools for doing that? Well, like I said, just even just focusing on the physical sensations that you offered as active you know, meditation, um, mindfulness practice, it's just feeling that physical sensation of the breath is really key. And the second thing we talked about was the pacing, no matter how good you are at these different tools, which do make a big difference, you can still overload your plate. You still put too much mm-hmm. on your plate. And so yeah. the research shows very clearly that when you have too much on your plate, you just don't do well, which makes mm-hmm. sense, but we forget about that. The last thing we talked about, which will be topic of future discussion is boundaries. And again, it's a very broad topic, <clears throat> lots, of, lots of layers to it, which we'll discuss in future podcasts. But don't let, you know, boundary, don't let, when somebody, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest reasons people have their holiday, holidays destroyed yeah. is because somebody doesn't read the boundaries, yep. they don't know what to say or what to do, and they feel violated. And it doesn't, it doesn't give you a good sense of cheer and joy when that happens. So again, it's a tool, it's a learned skill set. You won't be perfect at it, but even understanding the nature of it and what boundary invasion does is a really critical aspect of it. So Dr. Ara, any final words for our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe a, a single statement to summarize all the this, this, this seven tips, uh, the three here and the others that we've talked about in the previous podcast is this, is practice does not make perfection. Practice of coping skills makes permanence in your brain and body. So you can actually have a happier life, a more joyful life, as David would say. But Arya, thank you. And hopefully you enjoy your holidays. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, 
I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.